All right, welcome to the Ohio the Ohioan Podcast Network. This is the Seinfeld Podcast where Laura and I talk Seinfeld each week, and we're we're going to break some news at the end of the podcast. But let's first talk about Seinfeld. Um, big week for Seinfeld, uh, season five, uh, the Briss. And Laura, you got to help me out here. It, good episode. <laughs> But, you know, I, I was raised as a Baptist preacher's kid. And I'm not going to critique any of the religions. That's not the issue. But a lot of the stuff with the bris, funny. But I really didn't have the background on. So I, I don't know if you – I mean, I know you come from more of a Catholic background. So, mm-hmm. But I was a little bit lost of that part of it. And I guess that's the hard thing about doing a podcast about this stuff because if we were just hanging out watching it, mm-hmm. we would just laugh and not think about it. But yeah. now we have to think about it. I'm like, boy, I was confused about some things. So, yeah. yeah. Well, in the Jewish faith, um, the circumcision is done in a religious setting. Yeah. Whereas, like, for Catholics, it's done in the hospital when you're born. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's- the only. That's the only thing that's different is the and, is the setting, you know. Yeah, and that definitely. I mean, I was. <laughs> I, I'm not sure we should get into, too deeply into circumcision stories, <laughs> but you know, as a Baptist, it happened to me right away. Kind of strange. I mean, our two kids are, you know, in the adoption process, so we mm-hmm. weren't at the hospital when the kids were born. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Do they do the circumcision? Like, does the dad help or no uh, okay okay no, so i'm pretty sure it's just a i've never had kids so okay um right. but it, i believe it's just a like a um surgical procedure yeah like the doctor takes care of it mm-hmm. I, I think unless the dad's like hey i want to be involved which i yeah, question I dads really happen. want to be involved <laughs> yeah i'm not sure that would ever happen yeah as a dad, I would not want to be anywhere near there. He'd be, so, he be up in the loft with his junior mints. Yes, definitely. <laughs> well, I once joked with my wife. I said, hey, if we ever have kids from natural childbirth, let's have the baby during an NFL football game. I'll be in the lobby. I'll be you know, sweating, praying. Just call <laughs> me when it's done. Just make sure it's after the game. And yeah, you don't say that as a guy. The, the girl. I bet you that one over well. <laughs> She's like, we're not having natural kids anymore. No, it, yeah, it just did not go over too well. All right. Well, where should we start with the bris? So again, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not like, what's this Seinfeld? Let me check it out. You probably been <laughs> like, hey, I've seen this bris 500 times. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this episode, I mean, pretty much to put simply, uh, Jerry and Elaine get drafted, you know, as godparents, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, in the Jewish tradition, like you said, the the circumcision's a very big deal, and um, you know, issues came up because of that as well. Kramer had some issues with the pig man, which I thought was good, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and then George had some issues with his car it was parking. So, uh, where do you want to start? Well, to be honest with you, I want to start with the circumcision because okay. yeah. um, the guy who played the Moyle, Charles Levin, okay, he is an unbelievably talented guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just, I mean, it's almost like they just wound him up at the door and just let him start, you know, yeah. and let him go. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, it was a real showcase for him. Um, he's an interesting guy. Um, I don't know if you, did you ever watch Golden Girls? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was, 
he was. There was a time when I was watching Golden Girls. Okay. I couldn't remember how many episodes I saw, or yeah. was it near the beginning or the end? Okay. And what did he play in Golden Girls? He was he was the male houseboy. Really? Um, okay. In the first, I'm not sure if it was the whole first season, but it was in the first season. But um, he was, you know, very. His character was very, uh, like, eccentrically gay. You know. Okay. You know, very flamboyant, and I mean, he's flamboyant here, but in a totally different, totally yes, different way. Definitely. <laughs> now, the other thing with him is he had a very, very tragic death. Really? Okay. The actor. Um, he was. He lived in Oregon, I guess. He was seventy years old, and he was. Um, he moved. Apparently, he was just. He was in the process of moving his car, or moving his house, moving into a new house, and he went for a drive and apparently got lost and he got lost like on a, in like a forest area and he was with his dog and he got apparently got out of the car to go try to find help. He got stuck, I think. And the dog was in the car and he was walking, I guess, and fell off of a cliff and died. Wow. And they wow. found him like a week or two later. Yeah, it was pretty – I remember when that happened. It was pretty tragic. It would be um, – in... oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He's very – he was a very talented guy. Very funny, every role he's ever been in. It would be an interesting story. Like the big four, you know, Jerry, Elaine, Kramer, um, and yeah. George. I almost forgot George's name for a <laughs> second there. Yeah, they're all with us, and they all seem mm -hmm. to be – I mean, yeah. nobody's sick. I, you know, hopefully they'll mm -hmm. be alive forever. But yeah. it seems like there's a lot of the side characters. I, you know, I mean, I'm bringing a lot. Man, if if we were tracking deaths, I mean, we could probably have like a little Seinfeld obit section each yeah. time. I'm hearing about more and more. And, and granted, it being an older show, anybody who was older on the show is much older now. They may not be with us for long. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, it, it's weird. Maybe it, since it's been starting to show, I see a lot more things in the news about Seinfeld characters that have died. Or, yeah. Yeah. It, it's Mr. Kruger actually also had a bad death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he committed suicide. Okay. I think they asked, but I was like, I, I need to know yeah. now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Shaky the Moyle was pretty awesome you know oh, yeah. he's, he's yeah. another one of my he's another one of the, my favorites that you don't remember you yeah. know until you see the episode and you're like oh i love this part you know I mean, I think he, part this where, was his only time right hmm? was this his only time in the show i think so yeah yeah okay um my favorite part is where he tells elaine not to put her glass on the edge of the table yes yes <laughs> i mean it's just he just goes nuts you know um, and tells her it's a, like a really bad part of town too. That was yeah. <laughs> something you just don't say <laughs> when you go into somebody's house. The whole idea of Jerry, like helping to hold and everything. I wonder if that's yeah. common in the Jewish circumcision. Yeah. I've never been to one, but I, yeah. I thought, you know, to me, the, the most interesting thing, maybe it is, maybe it is this way because they were talking about his role is this, her role is this. And, um, but you know you you're bound to find trouble when you put the girl who is not a Jew yeah. in the job of finding a moil. Right. You know she doesn't have a big bank of people that she can contact. You know Jerry yes. probably could have picked up the phone and called one of those cousins. Right. Of right. his and found him found a moil right away. 
that was probably better than shaky the moil. <laughs> we're we're in Ohio. We're based in different parts of the state. I wonder how hard it would be to find a moil. Well, like I can't imagine we would need a moil tonight. It'd be kind of weird if we no. felt that like we needed no. one. But I, like, I wonder, is it like a uh, what do you call them? Like the the people who could sign uh, like the affidavits and official paperwork. Like, yeah, you can find one on the internet, but it's usually like, like you said, it's a cousin of yours or it's a buddy of yours or something. I'm wondering hmm. if a moil's like that. Like, like I don't know if there's a big like Google search out there for moils or if it's more of like who you know, yeah. You know? Well, I'm I googled it as you started okay. talking, and there's a site that says Ohio Mo- Really? Oh, no, that's not it. That's something else. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> there's a Cleveland Clinic has well, it says Cleveland. I shouldn't say Cleveland Clinic. Um, there's a there's a Ohio's only female moil is really? in the Cleveland area. South Euclid. Um, I don't know. Let's see. I wonder Um, if that's something she does on the side. I mean, it's almost um, like an Uber driver. um, She's an OBGYN. Okay. So I'm I'm assuming you make good money. She is a physician. Yeah. It's got to be decent money for being a moil, right? I mean, that can't be an idea. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, it raised it, it, again. It was a funny episode. I know some people are out there going, Jesus, a comedy. You stop breaking down what moils are. But no, <laughs> no it, it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, maybe it it's interesting because it, I mean, the whole, you know, everything sort of comes together with Kramer. Yeah. This was a very big episode for Kramer. I wrote down to, you know, he's he's the hero in the episode. Right. And he's also, you know, causes all the trouble with George. Yeah. You know, because of the big man, you know. I'm not exactly sure why the pig man had to be set free, you know. Yes, it was very strange. <laughs> but it, what a- well, and we we get to Kramer in a second. The the George story arc was interesting. Hmm. I, I kind of felt like I feel like George. I mean, I've celebrated in the past before when there's a good parking spot. Um, <laughs> I know the uh the it was the same company but different location that we worked at, and and there was a couple good parking spots and there was a bunch of crappy parking spots and to find that good parking spot now i wasn't running in the office pumping my fists and talking about for four hours but that's good feeling i like that so i mean i I don't know i i I share george's joy maybe not as much of his joy but hey i I thought that was a good part he liked his parking baby though i mean come on yeah (laughs) I thought, okay, so the guy, uh, there's a guy who jumps off the roof, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I think it was Kramer who told him, hey, the elevator's that <laughs> yeah, way. He told him which, how to go. Right. Which, obviously, it didn't seem at the time the guy was suicidal, so I don't think it was Kramer's fault, but obviously yeah. you feel a little bit, hey, if I said the wrong thing, a different <laughs> thing, maybe he's okay right now. So he jumps off the um, top of the roof, and mm-hmm. apparently he's okay. You know, he no, didn't he he oh, died. he died. Okay. Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. Um, so was, the uh, hospital administrator said it. Okay. So so the guy's dead. You know, here's what I'm thinking. And, and maybe the last two episodes, because I felt bad about the last episode. Because the last episode, I was pretty much cheering on Jerry's girlfriend, who didn't want to give Elaine the, the toilet paper. Yeah, the toilet paper. And I'm thinking, especially with COVID. And, you know, I said that. I think I'd still feel that way, but I felt bad. Um, Laura had nice tweets, you know, showing <laughs> the toilet paper, and I almost gave a snarky, yeah, I'm not giving that toilet paper away, but, you know, I'm not sure people have understood that part. Yeah. Here's where I feel snarky, and, and again, 
Tell me if I'm bad. Okay. If, God forbid, it was like a work outing or a family outing or something when you knew everybody there, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would be very awkward to ask for some type of reimbursement or some type (laughs) of help. But, you know, it's at the hospital. And, yeah, very sad that someone died. But it wasn't like, yeah, their life mattered. It was a nameless person. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like, oh, that was my cousin or that was my coworker or something. Yeah some random person maybe i'm a horrible person but yeah it was done for comedy when george was asking but i found myself taking george aside i'm like look i would have been in the office so maybe i'm just a horrible jerk bastard guy that you know is evil but i i don't know i i'm finding out more about myself and maybe i'm not liking who i am <laughs> I, I mean I, how'd you feel about what george did I, obviously it was done for a comedy sake but yeah I didn't blame George. And I, I guess because it was a comedy, we're supposed to say, oh, ha, ha, one <laughs> cheap guy George is. But I'm yeah. almost cheering him on. Like, yeah, I do the same thing. I mean, it's worth the it's worth the shot. I was like, right. I was appalled by the way he did it, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it, it was, <laughs> a good he was like, speaking of, you know, dying yes. a horrible death. <laughs> yes. But how else do you bring it up? Yeah, you yeah. kinda had that transition. Yeah. Now granted George's transistor wasn't great, but hey when I'm when I write I know I'm notorious for having bad transitions. So yes. I, I'm yes. right there with him. <laughs> yes, definitely. But you know, I I I, I can kind of see where George is coming from. It's tough. I mean, what do you do? And you yeah. know, we're here in Ohio. Uh, I got involved in an accident. I had drunk hit me, and thankfully I'm okay. Family was okay, and everything else. But you know, the insurance system—it's hard. I mean, the court said the other guy's to blame, and it still took me a while to get mm-hmm. my car fixed. It took a while to get my car replaced. The insurance company did not give me as much money. So I mean. If I'm having that much trouble with something that definitely wasn't my fault, that the court said, hey, the other guy's to blame, I can imagine George's predicament. You know, it happened on mm-hmm. private property and everything else. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm becoming more like George. I mean, I, I, I've told you, George is my favorite character. Yeah. I, I'm loving George. Maybe I'm the George of, of my life. I don't know. I don't know. This is the second. Well, I'm not sure when the other episode is, but it's at least this is now two cars in this series that George has destroyed right (laughs) the first one was the where they he told them to park in the handicap spot right no one will will use it right and you could blame george more in that part because even though george didn't know something Mm -hmm. bad was gonna be the parking handicap spot we didn't have handicap so yeah i mean you you get what fine right now 500 bucks for that so hey maybe he deserved to have something happen in his car but here Wrong place, wrong time. And George's only fault was he's a little bit too excited about getting a great parking spot. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I thought that was good. What was your thought on the, the whole pig man thing? I, it was great. Oh, yeah. Very very strange of Kramer. I, I, yeah. uh, very, well, I mean, Kramer's strange all around. Yes, right. But, <laughs> um, it was weird. I mean, I don't know why, they, why he thought the guy was a pig bad. Uh, you know, he, I mean, he pulled back the, did he hear it? I guess he heard the screech that he said, and that's why yeah. he pulled back the curtain while he was eating his, eating the guy's lunch. Yes. Um, I don't know. It just seemed odd. You know, he's all about, Kramer's all about the conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the whole series. 
So, I mean, the fact that a pig man was at the hospital doesn't really, you know, it's not really a surprise that he would think that. But, I mean, to go to such great, what was he going to do when he got him out? Yeah, it just was very. <laughs> you know, that's the thing that I was like, what are you going to do now? You know, because they were, they were talking, George, they were talking to George about whether the pig man could ride home with them in the car and he didn't have room and stuff. You know, it was, <laughs> it was a little weird. I don't know. I love the fact that when they, when he was running out with him, the guy's head was turned so you couldn't really see anything. Yeah. About him. <laughs> Kramer have had a rough time here in 2021 with all the conspiracy theories going yeah. around and everything. Yeah. But, because, you know, sometimes they're interesting to read, but, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, eh, what are you going to do? If it happens, yeah. it happens. You know, I, you know, you know, you choose not to spend too much time on it, but Kramer made the classic mistake of not just letting it go. I mean, yeah. it, he became obsessed with it. It was just crazy. Kramer, uh, Kramer also in the series has had uh, a really long line of um, problems, maybe you'll say, big moments I wrote um, in hospitals. Yeah. You know, because you got the you got the pig man, right. obviously. The the time when he was looking for the gloves where he wanted to do the floors in wood, you know, mm -hmm. stain the floors. And then of course the junior man. Yeah, junior man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um I I don't even know I don't even remember what episode this is where he ends up in the hospital. Um did he have a head injury, right? That sounds right. Yeah. And Elaine, <laughs> Elaine brought the, it was, that might've been the one with the VCR mm -hmm. where the kids sent her the key for the, the button for the VCR. Yeah. Um, and she brought a VCR to the hospital so he could watch movies and he, yeah. she unplugged his thing. <laughs> yeah. So he was in the hospital then too. He didn't end up in the hospital, but he probably should have because I, I think back and, you know, I think you were the first one to mention it. I, I had that weird night when I had, um, Oh, geez, what was it? Oh, uh, kidney stones. And, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I remember, I actually had to call Laura, and Laura's like, why? I, I mean, I had to take the night off. I mean, I ended up in the yeah. hospital that night. And it was yeah. funny because for the first two hours of experience, I didn't know what was wrong. I mean, I'm like, I've got a big yeah. pain and everything. Yeah, it's and, pretty common, actually, for kidney stones not to know what it is. Yeah. what what the first time, you know. And why I brought that up in regards to Seinfeld was I think that night when I'm calling you, like, man, what's going on? You're okay. Um, it happened my birthday too, which was another story. If we ever have a Chris and Laura tell work stories podcast, which <laughs> probably you, me, and maybe two other people that used to work news here, I'll be interested in. Yeah. We can share that story. But, but why bring that up? I know it's a little bit de departure, but Laura actually helped me because Kramer did not end up in the hospital that night, but Laura brought up the, hey, it was like the Seinfeld. I think you mentioned that night, you know, Seinfeld where Kramer had kidney stones. I didn't really remember mm. the episode, but watching the episode kind of helped, like, oh, that's what I had. Yeah. And, you know, in the show, Kramer didn't end up in the hospital. He probably could have ended up in the hospital. And if it was an hour show, maybe he would have ended up in the hospital that night. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. He ended up at the circus. Yes, yes. <laughs> And thankfully, he passed them in, in, in the bathroom. But yeah. to your point, and I know it was a little bit of departure what you were talking about, but yeah, Kramer, lots of medical, lots of incidents at the hospital. Yeah. Kramer, very, very strange fellow. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, with, with the Jerry and the Moyle, yeah, the Moyle, uh, Jerry got a little hurt at the end with the Moyle. Because <laughs> um, he flinched. 
Yeah, I like the whole shaky moral idea. I thought that was pretty good. It's <laughs> it's gotta be tough. I mean, to be shaky in what you're doing, it just gotta yeah. be. Like yeah. you think, you know, you think we're journalists? I'd be like, well, you know, I'm I can't put a sentence together that makes sense. <laughs> well, maybe journalism is not the thing for you. It's same thing with a moral. You know, I mean, yeah. if you're shaky, that's probably not helpful to be a moral. I mean, yeah, not to be discriminatory, but you think. Not being shaky is a key aspect to that role that you need to master. Yeah. So, yeah. So the other thing I was thinking about about this episode is this is um, this like this at least the second time we'll say I'm not gonna say it's the second time, but um, where they where the they the writers talked about or dealt with something where they really couldn't. <laughs> Get into much detail about what it is, similar yeah. to the contest. Yeah, you know, yeah. where they're writing all the way around it in circles, you know, but saying everything they need to say. Yeah, without actually saying what they were going to say. You know, it's I. That's the kind of stuff I'm noticing now. You know, I mean, yeah. I thought it was funny before, but I never thought about the fact of, you know, how how the words mattered. To when they when the writers were working, you know, well, that it's, it, you know, it's, it's really interesting the way, you know, I was always caught up in the catchphrases and all that stuff, you know, like shaky the oil and yeah, you know. well, and to me, I thought it, it's what made Seinfeld so brilliant because, you know, they talked about mature matters in the way where I'm sure they avoided all censors. I'm sure there's probably some awkward conversations at that time with them at NBC on what they could say or what they couldn't say. Yeah. But you're right. They did a masterful job about that. And mm-hmm. I don't know any other show that did that. There was always a goofy sitcom back then when they said a very special episode, but they pretty yeah. much just said, okay, the main characters may sleep together. I mean, it really wasn't yeah. masterfully written. It was just, uh, easy way out of talking about sex or whatever, but you're right. Seinfeld really approached some very mature yeah. things that even say, be like, Whoa, they're yeah. talking about this on a show and they made it work. And it was very brilliantly written. And even if it wasn't like, ha ha funny, you know, like you said, looking back, it was like, Whoa, this was really well written, especially for the nineties. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, you know, it's a, you know, you look back, I look back on this show, especially in a, di- in a different way now that we're doing this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You have to, I mean, I, I, I watched these episodes probably seven times or so before we do the, the podcast. Like today I'll watch the next episode that we're going to, yeah. you know, as soon as I get off. Well, and I think it's helpful too, because like, you know, like like we've talked about it. I'm in the YouTube generation of Seinfeld where I'll watch that like yeah. marine biologist speech and laugh like crazy <laughs> and then not watch the rest of the episode. So this has really helped kind of understand the fullness of Seinfeld a little bit, you know, which is really helpful. It's been good. Yeah. Any other thoughts? We're going to take a little bit of a a left turn, but there's been some big sitcom news we just have to talk about. We won't talk about forever, but we need to... We, we got to mention it. I would feel yeah. horrible if we didn't mention it. But <laughs> any other thoughts on the bris? No, I think I got everything that I was going to mention. Yeah, I thought I thought overall it was a good episode. Um, you know, we're to, I think it's like 34 now on this vulture list. Mm-hmm. I would say about right. Like I said, I haven't had the time to <laughs> completely construct my all-time Seinfeld list. But I think in general, I, I think about right. Uh, would you feel the same or, or a little underrated? 
in I terms don't know, of their it range? Might be, it might be a little high. I okay. mean, you know, because it's not one that I would think about. You know, I'm yeah. going through the I'm going through the list, which of course runs on their site runs the other way from what we're doing. Yeah, I always <laughs> have to scroll down. Maybe we yeah. should start at the worst and went to the best, but yeah, who knows? All right, so we are at number. It's number thirty-five. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know it. It, I, it might be to me. It might be a little high. Um, you know what's funny is um, for people who are listening that might be interested in this list. It's the Vulture. Yeah. Ranked 169 Seinfeld episodes from best to worst to best. I guess we'll say. Um, the the stuff that they write is very. Um, unusual you know yeah. it's not they're not necessarily picking it for you know plot you know it's a lot of these episodes they're picking for um you know moments you know versus you know the whole episode so well, it's just what my we, take. yeah and what we should do and like i said i i looked at this as a random way of doing a seinfeld podcast I did not like seasons one and two, and I felt I was going to lose people if we just you know went straight through. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a different way of doing it. But again, it's like anybody, anything else. Everyone has their own idea of what's best for Seinfeld. Um, Laura, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I'm not sure if you remember. It, it was weird. We actually had the writer on a, a podcast program, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we talked to him about his list, and it, it was funny. Nice guy. He seemed a little bit, it was Larry Fitzmorris, and he seemed very awkward because I guess he tells me that, you know, he wrote this um, back in um, September of 2019, but it must be doing very well numbers-wise because he says he still gets emails. And it's not just, he he was excited a podcast wanted to talk to him, but he said, like, you get all these emails from people who get really ticked off at, um, you know, these lists and everything. So it was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I don't necessarily agree with all his lists. I mean, I think it's criminal that we're the 30, that we're the 35. We haven't talked about the marine biologist yet. I mean, I yeah. understand if that's not Larry's favorite, but come yeah. on, 35, you think we, we've been there, done that, but yeah, that's still a ways yeah, away, which cool. is unfortunate. So we, um, next, the next one is, uh, it's another good one. Um, yeah. It's label, label maker. maker. Mm-hmm. Label maker, yeah, <laughs> with Tim Watley, who, when you look at him, you can never ever see the fact that he would become the Breaking Bad guy. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah. watch it. Watch that episode just for that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a great episode, and yeah, I, I think about Tim Watley, and you know, man, he was Tim Watley, and he was the dad of Malcolm in the Mill. Yeah. And that's what made him such a great character, the fact that he went from that to the, the main guy of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, and I haven't even been through um, Breaking Bad, which is I have any not either. good. But, mm-hmm. but the, the thing was, um, I literally almost wasn't interested in the show because I thought it was almost a joke that he was the the main guy thinking, Malcolm Mills in a show like this, and obviously I heard so many things about how great of a show it was, but it was just kind of a different. It was a weird fit. I never really gotten used to, and, and maybe that's why I still haven't checked it out. So, 
I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I rewatched Seinfeld and I, another show that we're going to talk about in a minute or two. Um, there's a bunch of shows I haven't even gotten to yet. Um, at my work and my team, everyone's excited about Shit's Creek. And honestly, Laura, I've just started to watch it this week and yeah. it's all right. I, I, I'm not. It picks, it picks up after the, like, the first episode is pretty good, but, you know, it does pick up the more of the story that opens. Okay. You know, it, you know, it kind of, you kind of, you kind of get tired of them, you know, talking about living, having to live in this little town, you know, and the story sort of picks up from there. I mean, a- they're the, you know, you, you have to, what I think about it with that show very much like this analysis type thing that we're doing here is, you know, this, this young guy who, you know, he was a name a little bit in Canada came up with this show and they, you know, he did it all and it's just beloved and it's, you know, breaking ground, you know, TV and it's, you know, acceptance level stuff. And it's really good. My, one of my favorite people in that show is uh, Stevie, the person that owns and manages the hotel, motel. Yeah, uh, that's Chris Elliott, right? Hmm? Chris Elliott, right? No, that's um, that's um, the shit guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm talking okay. Stevie, the, the girl who manages the Oh, motel. okay. Uh, yeah, I know. And the things about. that she says, especially early on, the things that she says to uh, to David <laughs> – just ruthlessly mean stuff that she says to him. I like the show. I, this is a weird comment. I, I almost get a feeling of a little Parks and Rec. Like I'm, I'm into it's either episode four or five. I, I watched a couple in a row when I was working the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I kind of get a Parks and Rec vibe after the first four shows, and it's weird because Parks and Rec is similar to The Office, which I love, and I, I have a love hate relationship with Parks and Rec. I like it; it's not my favorite, um, but Shit's Creek is interesting enough for me to keep keep going. I'll put mm-hmm. it that way. So yeah, it's good. I yeah. um, I mean, the thing to me, the to me, the absolute beauty of Shit's Creek is to watch the four main people. Mm-hmm. And the way and the characters that they build, you know, right. when Moira Rose alone, you know, she's been around for forty years, probably Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, and she is just unreal in this role. You know, she's just everything she does just turns to gold, and she's unreal in this episode, in this uh, the series. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, and you know, seeing Eugene Levy and his son Dan in the same series is good. And yeah, yeah, it's it's good. I, I'm not ready yet for the podcast because yeah. We, we, and let, let's bring this up and before we close, um, very man, very, uh, you know, we're still going to do Seinfeld. I mean, we <laughs> uh, we like Seinfeld and everything, but I was blown away. Um. I think we actually brought this up the first time you and I were on the Seinfeld podcast together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we haven't talked pop culture entertainment for a long time, so we got into a lengthy discussion, which was good. It was great to catch up. And one of the things I mentioned that you 
took a, a liking to right away was how during this uh, pandemic, and again, if you're stumbling across this 20 years from now, like I'm not sure where we're going to be podcast wise, but uh, mm-hmm. we recorded this in 2021 where we're a year into the pandemic. Uh, things are looking better, I hope, uh, but it, it's still, we're still pandemicing. We're still, you know, shoving, we're so limited what we can do. And, mm-hmm. and to be smart, it's good that we're not out too much. So we're watching more TV than we usually do, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because we talked about comfort shows, you know, shows that don't necessarily reflect the pandemic or, you know, we're not watching the news or presidential speeches or anything. And I mentioned Frazier and we got to talk about Frazier a little bit. I'm not sure if I told you this the first time, but I actually saw a reunion of the Frazier people where, yeah. um, all the guys came back together and it was funny because during that reunion at the end, you know, Kelsey Graham was like, man, we keep talking about trying to get back together. And I got excited when I saw that, but you know, there was all these rumors. Hey, it may happen. It may not. Sadly, John Mahoney, which I love as an actor, yeah, sadly he passed. Um, but then this week we heard streaming wars are, are picking up. Uh, Paramount Plus is opening their new streaming service. It's going to be kind of like an upgraded CBS All Access. And one of their announcements is Frazier's coming back. Uh, what we've heard so far is Kelsey Grammer's coming back. Um, we haven't heard officially yet who else is coming. Uh, but in the past, you know, Kelsey said, hey, I want the gang to come back. So we're yeah. assuming that means Daphne, um, you know, Roz, um, Niles, Niles yeah, back. yeah. I'll be honest. If Niles isn't there, I'm not going back. Yeah, because yes. that was one of my discoveries during pandemic viewing. I I was like a, I was like more of an average Frasier fan before mm-hmm. that was on. Um, I didn't really. I didn't really watch Cheers a lot. I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch like every season, but um, like that was one thing I watched. I would have it on at work. I hope nobody from none of my bosses. Are <laughs> I had it on my computer, like in the background, as noise. You know, I would listen. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's once in a while a joke will get through, and just like, ah, you know, all right. And um, and then during when the pandemic came around, I was like trying to find stuff to watch. And so I was going through all of the streaming services, you know, that we all have. And um, I found Frasier. I'm like, Oh, let me do this. You know? Cause I, you know, I like John Mahoney a lot. Mm. You know, I, I thought, you know, the show was funny enough, you know, and then I watched it and I became like obsessed with it, you know, because it's, I mean, in, in repeat viewing, it's so much better than I remembered so much better than I committed to, you know, yeah. it's really good. And well, to me, the, to me, the big, the big star of that show is uh, Niles. His character is to me is the heart of that show because he's just ruthless. Yeah. Frazier, you know, the stuff that he says to him, every person who has a sibling would love to say half of that stuff to their own yeah. sibling yeah. <laughs> and get away with it. <laughs> well, the go between between those two guys because you know I've seen Kelsey Grammer in some of his other shows, and Kelsey's a great actor. I, I don't I don't think we should rip Kelsey, and I, no, I don't no. think, I don't think you are. He's no, a straight no. man. He's very much like like Jerry. Yeah, you know, he's a good straight man for the other people to just climb all over him. Well, but but no, you're exactly right. I I think the 
Niles um, Frazier relationship is very, mm-hmm. very crucial to the show. Mm-hmm. I did too, and again, you know, my dad passed a few years ago, and I'm still, you know, you still think about my dad a lot, mm-hmm. and just the relationship, and and I don't want to tear up here, but you know, um, Kelsey Graham had wonderful, I think it was either a Facebook or Instagram post where he talked about how he looked at John Mahoney as his dad, mm-hmm. and in watching old uh, Frazier episodes, it's been really cool to see kind of that relationship build out too yeah. and I, I, I'm with you I don't think it, it was as central as the Niles relationship but it's, assuming everybody comes back which I, I'm thinking that's going to be the case it will be weird seeing everyone back without that yeah. you know that's going to be wild um, yeah I haven't seen anything else about the show yet I mean the great news is it is coming back there's been rumors in the past that haven't you know panned out mm-hmm. um they haven't said um, when it's coming back. I mean, I I don't know if – I mean, I'm assuming if they just announced it, maybe they haven't even put it together. Like, I'm not sure if anything's been filmed or not. Uh, that's going to be an interesting question. Um, they haven't said for sure. Uh, I think Kelsey made a reference to, hey, it's going to be the same type of thing with Frazier. I mean, maybe he won't be a radio psychologist, but it's going to be his character. Like, he's not going mm-hmm. to – you know, reprise some weird role or anything. Uh, right. I, heard, I heard some questions that might be in a different town, but if they bring everybody back, I don't know if everybody moves to the other town with him. Because remember when Frazier ended, I mean, he, he left Seattle. I mean, he was trying something different. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how everything comes together. And I've heard reports in the past that, you know, Kelsey Graham said, hey, I might try a different type of job if I come back as Frazier, you know, because it, you know, he had a different job in Boston before he went to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm mm-hmm. hoping, um, you know, it was funny. Willie Grace came back and, you know, I, I was neutral for Willie Grace. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but it was interesting how when Willie Grace came back, it was the same show. I mean, you know, they acted like nothing happened. They just picked up where they left off. And I'm sure well, they had to, they, pulled back like a bunch of stuff that happened at the end, much like yeah, the Connors, right, right. much like the Connors when they came back. Right. Uh, but, but I like the fact where, yeah, if, well, it's great to say, we're not saying if anymore, when Frazier comes back, which is really mm-hmm. cool to say, I mean, yeah, you're gonna have to address dad passing and yeah, mm-hmm. there's going to be stuff you have to address, but I, I'll be honest. I think one of the things that, intrigued me about Will and Grace coming back was they kind of just wouldn't have the show. It wasn't like, oh, everything's different or everything else. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I kind of liked how Will and Grace did, even though I wasn't super impressed by the show. Uh, another show it, it, we haven't talked about my wife used to love was Mad About You. And they recently mm-hmm. came back. It's on Amazon yeah. Prime. I saw an episode two, and mm-hmm. it was very different just because it's been so long and their baby yeah. was going to college and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting just to see what changes come up with Frasier. Um, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, with streaming services, they always get you. But sometimes they'll drop mm-hmm. the whole season at once where, you know, we yeah. can sit here and go, all right, let's binge all 20 episodes at one time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to do it by week. Uh, I don't know how long yeah. the season is. You know, uh, with streaming, you can... Uh, now, from what I hear, it's not going to be a one-off like uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where they come back and they just sit and they talk. I mean, this yeah. is show but right. I, I'm, but I don't know if it's going to be a three episode season or if it's going to be a 20 yeah. episode season lots yeah, of unknowns right now but I'm yeah, down we'll wait a little while but it's another 
it's another streaming service, you know? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, again, we said this last week that when you talked about having heard the idea that maybe one of the cable providers could provide a streaming package, that would be unbelievably popular, I think. Yeah. You know, because I mean, the time I spend watching regular cable channels or regular TV channels is not that often anymore, you know? Well, and the odd thing about it, too, is, like, we talked last week about how, you know, Seinfeld's on Hulu. I mean, you can't go to Netflix. I know it's moving right. to Netflix shortly, but it's on one service. For mm -hmm. some reason, and, and you know, I know Frasier's not as popular as Seinfeld, but a lot of streaming services have the whole Seinfeld arc. I mean, I think you can find Frasier on Netflix. I think you can find Frasier on a bunch of other places. So the interesting thing is going to be, it's already on CBS All Access. I'm wondering if they're going to try to make the an exclusive on streaming just to this Paramount, if they're having new episodes on there, too. Maybe. Because, you know, Frasier never got the big bucks. I mean, Seinfeld got like nine figures, $100 million for just streaming all the episodes in one place. Yeah. I don't think free. I mean, I'm sure they're paying the show a little bit to do that, but there was no streaming deal, which I'm sure would be a lot less money. Right. So yeah. a lot of unknown questions, but Hey, this is good. I mean, I never thought we'd be talking about a updated Frasier and I'm glad. I was very, very excited also this past week because um, another show that I'm very late to, but okay. fell in love with um, Ray Donovan. Oh, okay. Um, they, they had after their seventh season, which came out like, I want to say like in the fall ish time this past fall, they were canceled and it didn't like the series didn't have a chance to end. And they're, uh, they're another one of these shows that their fans just went nuts when they found out it was canceled. So now they're going to come back for a, for a movie on Showtime so that they can wrap up the entire series, which I think is great. It was great. You know? Yeah. Maybe, you know, it's probably a two hour movie. That's helpful. You know, did they say where it was going to be on? No, it hasn't been filmed yet. They haven't, oh, started, okay. they haven't even started it yet. It has to be written still, I guess. Um, and Liev Shriver, who's the um, main, who's Ray, you know, on the show is one of the writers. So that's good. It's a really confusing time in TV and movies now. Yeah, uh, we have I have a movie reviewer comes on each week, um, Bob Garver. Uh, you can see him on the or hear him on the podcast, mm -hmm. and it's funny. I don't follow current movies as much as I do TV shows, so you know he gets excited about a movie, asks him some questions, we're done, and he was telling me the the next best movie out there was Nomadland uh, with Francis McDormand. I believe that's her name. Um, and I was like, wow, okay, it's probably in the theaters. You know, you probably won't be able to see it for another year or something. It was right on my Hulu. And I guess yeah, it's only on the Hulu. That's a new it's trend. New, yeah, it's very weird. Because they know people aren't going to go to the movie. Yeah. You know, I'm not. And um, and I'm a huge movie goer. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not, you know. Right. And, like, I think it started, I want to say it started maybe mid last year, in the early parts of the of Corona. Um, that, you know, they released it in the movie theater for like a brief time only yeah. and then it, so that it could be eligible for Oscar. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's only released in certain theaters, like the theaters in the area where I work, Canton, the Lions area, they don't get most of these movies, you know, their theaters are open, but they're only open. They're open on weekends only. Yeah. Um, and they're not, I mean, they don't get most of these movies, um, but, you know, people have to wait like two weeks. We have um, in about a week, I think, maybe two. Um, coming to America, the yeah. sequel-ish, I guess it is, is coming out on Prime. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I, I remember, I want to say, I think we were, I think I was working at home still or already when I saw that they were just finishing filming it. And, you know, now we don't have to wait quite as long. But, you know, here we are still waiting for Bond. Yeah. James Bond, you know. Well, the movie reviewer guy, he, he gave a funny quote. I'm like, well, when's it coming up? Is the company getting pushed back? He really thinks that it's going to come out when the pandemic's over. And he's like, they're not timing it for that. But he says, I just get this feeling that whatever comes out, the pandemic's going to be done. So, yeah, and, think, so I'm I, guessing I it's going to be a while. I think they are timing it for that. Yeah. I and mean, I think they just do not want to release it that in this way that is being done now. Right. And I, I think they want to have people in movie theaters on those big screens for this, you know, they don't want to shortchange it. It's the 50th bond, you know? So. Very good. Very good. Um, okay. So let's, so let's, let's kind of fill people in what we're thinking about. We were just excited to talk about this before we started the podcast. We are interested in checking out Frasier and potentially talking about it. Let's just hold off for now just to make sure we know when it's coming out and everything. And I, I don't have the, <laughs> Paramount Plus, but it, it's It doesn't even start till next week. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> I'm looking but, – but it's funny because you know, lots of great stories out there about Frasier coming back. Nothing really makes clear on – yeah, has it been filmed yet? Is it going? I mean, I don't think it's out no. yet. I mean, it couldn't be filmed if they. I mean, they don't know who's going to be in it. They it couldn't have been filmed. But it was weird because he just didn't announce it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm with you. If we had to bet money on it, it it's probably just been announced. They probably just reached a deal. They're probably trying to yeah. get the details together. It was just weird. Like if I was a reporter, I'd be like, "All right, well, is, is it filmed or not?" Yeah, it's simply a lot of missing I mean, unanswered questions. Let's not be. Let's not. Uh, I mean, I don't mean to accuse anybody of anything, but right. You know, let's not forget the fact that they were announcing Paramount Plus coming next yes, week. Yes, right. And, you know, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's nice to be able to tease something, you know, and oh, there's yeah. confusion around it. So how many people are going to sign on to to it thinking the new Fraser stuff will be there? Right, because if you give all the details, it's never going to be good enough for anybody. I mean, you know, if they said, hey, it's a 10-episode season, then you and I might be like, why isn't it 20 or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it creates more excitement. It's a good marketing ploy. I think it's good. And, yeah, we'll keep you guys updated. Like I said, we'll make, we'll make some decisions when Frasier comes out. We'll, we'll definitely still do Seinfeld. We, we may take a break to talk Frasier for a little bit. So we'll figure it out. Let's just get a little bit more information. Um more uh, one other thing, and since we're just talking, um, 
I got a little nervous. My Twitter had a, a million notifications, and I got a little freaked out. I'm like, did I say something wrong or whatever? Um, we had a podcast earlier today where we talked about the your favorite fast food places, and I just got a million responses. What's your favorite fast food place? It's funny. Um, it depend. It honestly depends on my mood. Yeah, I, I can give you my like top three. Okay. Um, Wendy's, Arby's, and Taco Bell. Very good. Yeah. I I actually right now Arby's is my number one seed. Um, I'm down here in the Columbus area. I went off about a week ago because I had some really really bad experiences with Wendy's, which is shocking because <laughs> in terms of customer oh, service, yeah, because I you know Dave Thomas has got to be spinning in his grave because. I never had that before. And it's weird because mm-hmm. Wendy's headquarters are in Columbus. Like you would think if you're you're close to your headquarters, you would really want to be careful. But it, it's just, I don't know if it's a franchise owner or whatever. I, I got frustrated. But Arby's right now has been at one seat. I, you know, now, fills me up. It's good. In Canton, before Corona, yeah, um, we did a, a weekly taste test, we called it where we tried different items on like at the store or uh, at fast food restaurants or, you know, uh, different drinks and stuff, new stuff, you know, every week. And inevitably we tasted a lot of stuff from Arby's and inevitably it was all good. Mm -hmm. People like, I think people look down on Arby's a lot, which I think is a shame, you know, because the thing, the thing that we consistently found when we went to Arby's was they had a good variety of stuff Mm -hmm. that was really fresh, you know, like their, their bread is fresh. I mean, it's like artisan quality bread, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they had like, I mean, they have the, the roast beef, you know, that they're famous for which I think is what people like, like to rip on. Yeah. Like, you know, that commercial where they have the meats and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. They have like good, um, like brisket and Turkey and all kinds of, you know, chicken and stuff. It's, it's not all that, you know, thinly sliced mystery roast beef. Right. (laughs) In the old days, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's an it's a good I I try to tell people all the time that they should give it a try and not get that roast beef, you know, the beef and cheddar stuff. Right. With yeah. that, you know, that original roast beef of theirs. I mean, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's but it's not it's not your mom's roast beef, you know. But they have all kinds of other stuff. You know, they have a really good brisket there too, mm-hmm. you know, brisket sandwich. And you know, they have the two o'clock to five o'clock thing. Do you know about that? They have a two o'clock, uh, like a happy hour, they call it, where they have oh, okay. Okay. Their sliders. They have like five things that are a yeah. yeah. You can go through, like, you could go through the drive through and get like two sliders and a drink and maybe, uh, you know, fries or something. They have curly fries and get, you know, like a dinner, you know? Yeah. At five o'clock, you know, like four, five, 445, and you'll have your dinner, you know? <laughs> Here's the problem. We're watching a 14-year-old right now who wants to eat pizza seven days a week. Uh, 
And, you know, just because of our busy schedule, wife teaches, she comes home late sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's easier to just run through the drive-thru, just so we're not eating yeah. at 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because the 14-year-old just wants to eat pizza. Uh, you know, he has a hard time communicating. It's a different story we'll look into today. But, you know, he does that, and the only other thing he likes is Wendy's. And I pretty much have sworn off Wendy's after a horrible customer <laughs> service you know, relationship. So it's very mm -hmm. different. I, I, I will mention, like I said, we're diverting from Seinfeld. And we'll get back to Seinfeld next week. I, I just, like I said, I saw a bunch of notifications. Like, man, I don't usually get that many. Hopefully I wasn't canceled or something. Oh, uh, it was funny. The great Patrick Flaherty from uh, Columbus Dispatch, they call him the Podfather. So he must have listened to the podcast because he gave his top five. And it was funny. His top five were not the same as uh, me and the other two coaches of the show. So it's funny how you might think, man, fast food, there's not that many choices. But, geez, we, we couldn't agree on ours. Um, it, it was just, yeah, yeah many different choices out there. So. Like I said, I just started to sweat a little bit because I saw a bunch of notifications on my work Twitter. I'm like, uh-oh. You don't want to go viral for the wrong reason. Yeah, I'm thinking, <laughs> hopefully they weren't firing me over Twitter like some yeah. public officials do. But, no, it just a lot of great conversation about the food um, podcast. So, yeah, check it out. And like I said, um, we'd love to have you subscribe because of Seinfeld. It's definitely one that we do each week. Um, you know, it sounds like we might be doing something Frasier, depending on when that comes out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check out the other shows on the podcast on Fridays on our state one. We're trying to do some fun stuff. Uh, a week ago, we talked about who would be on the Ohio, um, oh, uh, Mount Rushmore. Sorry, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's late on Friday, and I'm, I'm starting to forget everything right now. Yeah, no, and we ended up with I think it was like Jesse Owens and oh, John Glenn, and um, it was interesting because I'm like, we, we cannot have four white guys, I and mean, we have to have just we, we got to be diverse because Ohio needs to be diverse. So they actually went with Tony Morrison, which I, I haven't thought about that much, but that was yeah. a good pick. And then we were debating between Paul Brown and Tecumseh because obviously um, Ohio's known a lot for its football. And, you know, Paul Brown's done a lot in high school, college, and pro. Uh, Tecumseh was the original uh, person, and we ended up going with Paul Brown. So it was an interesting study. But as you know from internet commenters, a lot of the comments we received was, why didn't you pick Donald Trump? Why didn't you pick Jesus yeah. and the apostles? And I'm like, okay, they're not from live Ohio. In, yeah, they don't live in Ohio. Okay, I mean, yeah, they didn't we go to Ohio State. Yes, <laughs> we believe Jesus is everywhere, which is great. And I'm I'm definitely pro Jesus, but you know, <laughs> uh, Jesus didn't spend his earthly time in Columbus or Alliance or wherever. <laughs> it's just in the commerce of grace. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah. So, uh, great talk about the the bris, and mm -hmm. obviously we kind of went a couple different directions, but lots of stuff happening today, and we're excited about Frazier. And mm -hmm. come on, Seinfeld, the ball's in your court. You know, mm -hmm. we didn't think Seinfeld would come back. Uh, mm -hmm. We didn't think Frazier would come back. It's now back. Come on, Jerry. <laughs> I don't think Seinfeld's coming back. I'll, I'll just let it go like that. But. Yeah, but check it out. Next week, uh, we're talking about the label maker. Excited mm -hmm. about that. And like I said, we would like to do something when Frazier comes out. Let's figure out when Frazier's coming out and what's going on. We'll figure out how to respond. So it'll be good. So very good. A anything else to share about Seinfeld or 
any other topics I thrown in the mix no, today? I think we're good. Very we're good. almost an hour. <laughs> yes, yes. Darn you, Podfather. <laughs> no, but as always, <laughs> thank you for listening to the show. Um, thank you, Podfather, and everybody else. We will see you next week. Have a good one. All right, bye-bye.